0: Salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How You Feeling, a podcast dedicated to exploring emotional intelligence in a practical and useful way. As always, I am your host, Dr. C. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today, and we are joined by our usual co-host, Dr. Jeff Haverland. Jeff, how are you feeling? Well, you know,
1: I I think this current environment right now is kind of starting to get to me, so I'm I'm kind of leaning into the the bad and sad categories of um feeling a bit overwhelmed right now with all of this um this transition to an online format is very weird for me. I tend to be a really social animal. Sure. Um and I got into teaching um to be with people. And so um I'm kind of struggling with that and then trying to balance it all. I feel like I'm working like, oh my god, like 15 hours a day, I never seem to get away from it anymore. Um, But at the same time, it's the one thing I feel like I actually have control over. So I'm like, you know, if I go on the other side of it, it's feeling a little powerless right now with everything that's happening in the doom and gloom that you hear on the news every single day. And so trying to control that one aspect of my life is actually, I think, overwhelming me. So, but at the same time, I'm, Pretty happy as well, so I'm all sure. over the place. But but what about you? How are you feeling today?
0: Well, you know, I I'm I'm kind of two things right now. I'm a little anxious. Uh, we we have our 37 week baby checkup appointment today, and so even though things are going well, you know, anytime you you're in front of a doctor that that gives you a little bit of pause until you hear everything's still still doing well. Yep. Um, but then on the plus side, I think I, I've I've been reflecting a lot, and I'm very thankful for as inconvenient as this situation has caused phases of my life, certainly being around my family and, and sort of getting to the heart of kind of what matters in life um, has been a great refocusing point for me. And so for all of the anxiety and all of the the excitement around a baby coming in a couple of weeks, uh, I'm really trying to also uh, focus on that, you know, that gratitude piece and, and being thankful for the silver linings that have presented themselves, sort of in the dark clouds, and so I'm trying to be very mindful of that.
1: Okay, so well, to know we're both kind of all
0: over the place. Right? Oh yeah, well, and and I and and I think that is, I I you're right, and I think that that is okay, and I hope that our listeners know uh, that they are very welcome to be angry and upset and happy and anxious all at the same time. Uh, you know, we're all sort of leaning into what. This, this quarantine and social distancing and all of that means, and I think it is entirely okay to be all of those things um, because the situations are different for each one of those phases in our life. And so listeners for sure, do not feel bad and do not be angry at yourself if you're experiencing sort of a mishmash of emotions because we all are and we're all trying to make sense of it. So, so today's topic is responsibility taking. Uh, I I like this topic a lot because I think, especially in the college setting, uh, this is the first time that a lot of our students and a lot of young people really start realizing, "Uh uh-oh, I don't have a support structure holding my hand all of the time, uh, and I have to start figuring out some of these things on my own. And so I think it's such an appropriate topic at the college age, but I think even more so, and Jeff, I imagine you'll agree, Responsibility taking is going to be so relevant in this current health scare crisis because it's going to be very easy to blame the environment for lots of things. And we're going to have to really dig our heels in and sort of prioritize relationships as a means of responsibility because, you know, the show does have to go on, even if that's in a new way. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's start with a softball here, Jeff. What's responsibility mean to you? You know, I, for
1: me, responsibility is quite simply owning what you bring to any situation or context, whether it be good or bad or welcoming or distancing, whatever that may be. It's, it's what you've done to that environment by being in it and um, just being aware of that and, and accepting you know, responsibility for, for what you've done in that area. So what about you on this one?
0: Yeah, my my big, anytime I think of responsibility, taking the big word that pops into my head is accountability. And I think that, you know, it, it is a lesson to be learned, no matter how old you are, no matter what job or, or, or life setting you're in is being accountable to, to your piece in the puzzle. Uh, and I think that, that a lot of times it's easy to think that there aren't other stakeholder groups involved in our decision making. And I think if you really take a look at it, more often than not, there are external stakeholders that, that we have to account for and, and, and be accountable to when we make decisions. And so to me, responsibility taking is all about accountability. Okay, so let's go with that then, you
1: know, and if we if you had to identify something, what does it actually take for you, somebody to be
0: responsible Sure, you know, and I think um you know, responsibility is it can be a very abstract idea, but to me, um what it takes for someone to be responsible is, is to know that um there are expectations. I think expectations is that first piece uh in, in the responsibility equation because if you have if if nothing is being expected of you, then then none of your decisions matter because it's everything is sort of operating in a vacuum. And so to me, I think Having expectations placed upon you would be the first step. Uh, and then from there, uh, feedback, I think, is a big piece of responsibility taking, too. I think it's very easy to do things, uh, whether that's at home or at work or, or, or uh, in a third setting. And if you don't ever hear that you did it right or you did it wrong or, or the quality was never assessed, you don't know what your role even had to do in all of that. And so I think feedback is so, so important uh, in helping us to understand responsibility taking even more. Okay. So, so then take that a
1: little bit further Then when you, this whole idea of maintaining responsibility. So you're, you it sounds like you're talking about, you know, being able to accept feedback and, and possibly change or being flexible or being aware, but, but do you want to clarify that a bit for us?
0: Uh well sure uh, no, I think I think maintaining responsibility goes back to something we've talked about a few times uh, across the episodes uh, and to me that's w- what's your why uh, and I think finding your why and focusing on your why a lot of times helps to maintain your responsibility focus uh because you know it it can be easy to to fall into impulsive decisions and easy to uh you know perhaps blame others but I think if you have a really clear understanding of what your why is Then even in those cases where you don't want to be responsible and you don't want to make the right decision, you understand that those decisions are impacting someone or something bigger than yourself. And so to me, um, when I'm struggling with trying to maintain responsibility for things, I I quick try to focus on what my why is in that situation. And that usually helps to, to circle me back.
1: Okay. Yeah. That, that, I totally agree with that whole idea, you know, that knowing your why in your situation, what role are you, um, who's looking at you at that moment? um, You know, I I think that has a great deal to do with, with being able to maintain responsibility in your given situation.
0: Sure. What, um, so, and, and I'll ask, I'll ask both of these as sort of a, plus side, minus side. But in your experience to this point, and again, put on any and all hats that you want, what have been some of the major benefits you've seen when you take responsibility for your actions? And what have been some of the key losses or or, or negative aspects when you have chosen not to take responsibility? So um, I
1: I really love being a leader in things. So for me, responsibility taking gives you that opportunity to lead. Um, however, it comes with that notion that if you are going to be a responsible leader, you also have to be held accountable for uh, the decisions that you make. And so, um, I love that responsibility. You take on more responsibility. You're given more trust. Um, you know, it it gives you the chance to shine, to do more, to do better. Um, And I I think with not taking responsibility for things, it kind of reminds me of um, how, you know, when you talk about um, spreading rumors and things like that, how stuff can really get back to you, even if you try to deny that it happened or you don't take responsibility for that situation or for that event, and that people lose faith in you and they lose the ability to trust you and they're less likely to give you situations where you can really show them your responsible behavior, um, and your actions. And, and so I think anytime you fail to use, um, responsibility, it's such a weird way to say it too, but (laughs) anytime you choose not to be responsible and people are aware of that, I, I think it, it really just, um, it kind of, it sounds a little like waxing philosophic, but I think it, it kind of darkens your spirit that you, you know, people aren't necessarily as drawn to you because that, that trust isn't necessarily there. But, um, and you know, we've all done this. We have all shirked responsibility. We have all not followed through on something and it doesn't make us a bad human being. But what I I always tell my teacher, my pre-service teachers, um, you will make ethical mistakes as a teacher. Nobody gets into this job to do, you know, something horrible, Um, but you make mistakes. And the thing with making those mistakes is eventually accepting responsibility. And we always, I like to refer to it as falling on your sword, that you need to show people that you recognize what went wrong and that you're willing to publicly kind of out yourself for it and then make amends for that and by doing that you can really take a moment where you acted irresponsibly and now you can build yourself back up stronger to where people really trust that you you know how to um, truly take responsibility better than you ever have before sure so what are you thinking on this
0: one? Yeah, I was going to say the big, big thing for me, I think, when it when it relates to to responsibility is that trust function. And I think, you know, when you when you know that that across your platforms, you have people counting on you um, by by not holding yourself accountable and by not being responsible, you know, you you diminish that trust. And I think that's a really good, good point there. And then I was thinking, too, as you were talking, well, what about those times when no one is directly watching you? You know, when it's, you know, a, a coach says, "Okay, you got to get your lift in on your own today, and we'll see you at three o'clock." Well, no one's really going to know if I did it or not. Or, hey, you know, we'd really love for you to create this, you know, activity, um, and we'll just check in at the end of the week, you know, and see if you did it. You know, to me, that's that's the harder piece. That's the that that's personal accountability at that point, and I think that sort of speaks to someone's character. And I think when there is that external feedback group or stakeholder. Uh, I think trust is the big con to, to not doing it. Um, yeah. but I think that in, in that, in that personal space, you know, just, a, you know, a hit to your character. And I think, you know, being able to, you know, I, I've been always told by, by my mother and father and other, uh, authority figures in my life that a person's only as good as their word. And so I think this is a big piece of that. If you're going to tell someone you're going to do something, then you do it. Um, yeah.
1: And, you know, I take that even just a little bit further when I you know I think about our current, you know, not even just our current society, but but in my my evolution as an adult, you know, and as you're trying to work your way up the ladder or get a certain job or or be in a certain role, sometimes we, we really find it difficult to say no to anything. Sure. And so we say, yes, 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 we'll do it all. We'll do it all because we're afraid that if we don't, somebody else will, and they'll kind of, you know, take that spot that we were hoping for, but this can really get us into trouble. And personally, it has bit me before because, or bitten me before, because, um you know, you'll be like, absolutely, I'll do this. And then all of a sudden, life just kicks in, and you get buried under something, and you realize that you haven't held up your end of the bargain. Um, and that is just as detrimental as. You know, if you were to just say no from the get go, at least they would be able to respect your honesty and that you can't handle it rather than here. I'm going to um, offer you this and you're going to help me with it and I'm going to let you run with it and then you're not going to come through for me. And so I, I think part of responsibility, too, is learning to say and learning to be okay saying no, that you don't have time to fit it in. You don't have time to help out with it because at least again you have that honesty you have that word that um uh, you you know that no one else can take away they can respect that
0: for sure I was and, and that's such a good point and I know I say that all the time uh to to various folks that that ask for my opinion on the matter and I think that is a great evolution into adulthood is learning not only that you can say no but that it is okay to say no um and, and knowing that that someone will have a, have a deeper respect level for you if you say, yeah, I really want to help you with that, but I can't at the time. But hey, circle back to me in a couple of weeks for something else if you need me. I think, I think there's a lot of power in, in the word no um, as it relates to sort of keeping balance. So yeah, that's a great point. Do you think, Jeff, that it's possible to be responsible all of the time?
1: You know, with this one, I truly... In a, in a perfect world, yes, we would all be responsible all of the time, but, but I don't know that it really is a, um, it is something that is realistic. I, you know, I often, I find myself in these conversations talking about context a lot. And I think sometimes your ability to be responsible, um, it might be a responsible decision on your part, um, from your context, but people looking in might decide that, oh, well, that wasn't responsible at all. And so I don't know that you can always be responsible. I think you have to know when you must be responsible. Um, But I also think it's okay that sometimes you are, you know, you are a human being, so you will make mistakes. You won't always be perfect. You might not be responsible, but overall, if, if you trend toward, doing your best to be responsible in every context you can. I think that says a lot about your character where, you know, it to be somebody who is always responsible, I think is nearly impossible, but yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think about
0: that? No, no, no. I don't think you're wrong at all. And I think one of the, one of the tricks that, that I've tried uh, in my personal life uh, and I know we 've talked about this on our episodes before, too, but just the power of communication. I know there are times when i 'll come home from work or my wife will come home from work or you know talk with my mom and dad, and like just be to be able to say listen i don 't want to make any decisions tonight i 'm tired i 'm worn down. I would love for you to pick the ball up and run with it like sometimes even just admitting that you 're not in a space to be responsible can also help to build trust and build. Respect to say, you know what, I I don't always have it together. And tonight or today or this morning is one of those times. Can you pick the ball up for me and run with it? And so I think um, certainly there are times when that happens where you're not clear and intentional about your communication. But the more that you can realize, and, and as we sort of travel down our path towards emotional intelligence and you're better at the self awareness piece and you're better at the self management piece, you are better. And can more often tell someone when you are having a lapse in, in in attention or responsibility situations to say, "Listen, right now is not my time. Can you can you put me on your shoulders and 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 I'll 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 get the next one, sort of thing."
1: Yeah, yeah, and so um, I was thinking about this the other you know, in our current COVID-19, I got to quit saying the word current, it's making me crazy, but in COVID-19 land that we exist in right now, they're, they're telling you that the responsible person should be um, self-monitoring, self, or quarantined, or social distancing, and all of that stuff, but, you know, so people like today, I had to come up to work to get advising files. So in theory, from the context of somebody else, I'm probably being irresponsible by being up here to grab this stuff. Um, And yet for me, the responsibility is that I needed to get this stuff because I have to start advising next week. And so, you know, then you take this further. And if I am doing this uh, kind of quarantining and I don't go to work, um, I have a, a job I do on the side that um, you know, if I don't work, if this person doesn't have people coming into work, their business can't move forward. And if their business can't move forward, then they don't make money. And if they don't make money, it impacts a whole lot of people. And so responsibility, again, it becomes this weird conundrum that do you go to work for this because, you know, in the greater good they need they need the manpower or people power? I should say that they need that Um, workforce, or do you go by society standards and not go? And I've really been struggling with this for a while. And, you know, I come from a family where, uh, you know, my mom worked in a, in a factory and, you know, she got like three occurrences in her whole 41 years. And those, you know, she got, she was, she had the opportunity to earn three occurrences. So if you were late for work, skipped work, whatever, you get one of them. 41 years, she kept below that three, because if you went above the three, you'd lose your job. And so factories are still working. People are still going to work. And if you're going to make money and contribute to your household, then it is your responsibility to go to work as long as the workplace is open. And then for my dad, who's a self-employed plastering contractor, if he doesn't go to work, houses don't get done, bills don't get paid, his business goes under. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking right now this whole vote in Congress about um, this uh, bailout, this $2 trillion or whatever dollar bailout it is. And th- we have senators who are um, uh, testing positive for COVID-19. And so Nancy Pelosi, actually, so senators and, and, and representatives, but Pelosi was going to um, do a vote over like Skype or something like that. She's just going to do a vote over the air. And there is a congressman who is demanding that everybody come back to Washington and it's going to require like 215, no, 251 people. I don't, I can't remember the number offhand that are going to have to return to Washington, good or bad, in order to vote on this if this point gets pushed. Wow. And so now, okay, let's talk about some responsibility. You're bringing people back who are potentially sick and putting them in a room with a whole bunch of other people who then could have this passed on and then all of these people go back to where they're at. And for what? So you can have an in-person vote. I So anyway, I, I know I just soapboxed there, but this, no, no. this is the reality of responsibility that sure. maybe this congressperson feels that his responsibility is to make sure the votes go the way the votes need to go in terms of the procedure and a responsibility to their office. But what about everything else that stems from that?
0: Sure. No, you're not. Listen, that's a, that's a very good point. A very real point. So let's then just, let's move on and, and to the, to the, to the next phase here and let's hear your, so what, you know, I think let's, let's boil responsibility taking down to a thought or two um, of things that, that typically activate with you when you think about it. Okay. So I think
1: my greatest my oddest, odd great whatever you want to call it realization about honesty or honesty that too responsibility taking um, at the beginning of um, this whole COVID-19 thing in China when they shut all the factories down and they took pictures of China and before and after the shutdown and they showed how much uh, smog pollution et cetera was no longer over that country and you you know it was really a really profound moment for me where I've listened as a scientist I listen to people all the time on both sides of climate change and we don't you know this isn't our responsibility and and then something like this happens and all of a sudden you can truly see almost you know you see evidence very very clear evidence that we really are doing something bad And yet we aren't still ready to jump into that and say that we do owe responsibility. And I know this is kind of a big thing in terms of, you know, how does it relate to my life? I'm looking at at climate change. and um, But the bottom line is, is that when it comes to responsibility, you know, sometimes even sometimes taking responsibility means that you are going to actually sort of sell yourself out for what is really right? When you are presented with data, when you are presented with an alternate point of view, sometimes responsibility is accepting that and revising how you go about life after that point. And I think that's where so many, when we live in a capitalistic society, I think where so many things go wrong is because of how money drives stuff. When in reality, it we we really, if we're going to survive as a species for over you know, a little blip in time, we really have to get to the point where we look at something and say up to this point, my thinking was not necessarily wrong, but it was flawed or under this new information, I now can make a change for or make a change in a different way. So some if I had to take my so what from all of this, sometimes responsibility taking is really realizing that the path you were on was wrong, and then you own up to it and you go down a different path. And if you don't do that, then you are not truly taking responsibility for your actions.
0: Sure, a $3 million mistake is still a mistake, even though you've invested $3 million in it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say, you know, the, the two biggest things that I, I try to boil this down to is the accountability piece, I think is huge. And, and like you said, and, and then I echoed, you know, knowing when to say no, because I think responsibility taking Um, gets strained when we feel overwhelmed. And and while there are some things in our life that we can't opt in or opt out of, where we need to be much more careful is the things that we do have the power to opt in to and knowing and doing a, a more realistic sort of self audit to know, do I have the time and the resources to dedicate to this new thing? And if so, okay, let's do it. But if not, it is entirely okay to tell that other person I can't do this at this moment, but please come back to me the next thing that pops up and and hopefully we'll be able to figure something out then. Uh, and I think that there's a lot more power in knowing the appropriate times to say no uh, than, than overloading yourself and realizing you can't be in two places at once. Yeah, and I think
1: there's a balance too, though. You know, you do have to be aware that if you say no time after time after time, somebody might quit asking you. Sure. Um, but this is a really grown up, realization in life as we have talked about throughout today that you you really do have to have the ability to say no and it's okay and yes maybe it will cost you something it might cost you something but the thing is you're probably never going to know if that really was the reason and if you're not if if you are not like taking care of yourself psychologically um physiologically emotionally all of those things because you're spreading yourself so thin then you're really not probably in the best headspace to do well at whatever task you would have taken on anyway. And so I, it, it is okay to say, no, it's hard. It is really hard. And that's coming from somebody who really sucks at saying no. Sure. Uh, So, uh, but it, yeah, it, it's really taking care of yourself so that you can be better at taking care of others.
0: Sure. I'm with you. Do you, uh, do you have any, any, strategy that works for you when you're struggling with responsibility taking for me
1: i need to look at my context i you know you brought up that idea before that you know about um, doing the right thing taking responsibility when no one is around and and that does say a great deal about your character but for me even if i'm by myself i often look through the lens of my own children Like if my kids were doing this or if this was the reaction they had, how would I address them? And I I use that as a strategy to say, okay, how I went about this really was not in the it really was not the best case. And so um, I to me, sometimes it's envisioning those people that truly, you know, are the that your world rests on and, and just envisioning how would they be. Um, would they be disappointed in your actions or if they did it, would you have reacted differently to them? And, and so it provides me with context, even when I'm by myself. Sure. So what about you?
0: Yeah, I, you know, this is, this is one of those tough uh, topics to strategize for, because I don't think that there's a nuts and bolts sort of activity sheet to do, but, you know, I think I, I mentioned it just a few minutes ago, but I think to me, the strategy that I would encourage folks to try is sort of that self audit you know, break your life down into its major component parts. So your family, your work, your friends, uh, and then if there's any sort of other stakeholder groups, and just sort of see where your, your daily or your routine tasks filter into those columns. And, and you'll get a better idea of what you're able to take on and what maybe you aren't able to take on. Uh, and I know certainly that reflection and that auditing piece is tough uh, early on but I think I have worked really hard to sort of have those tables open in my mind to know, okay, you know, someone's asking for evening time. Well, evening time is family time. Do, you know, can I, can I make something like this work or, you know, they're, they're asking for morning time. Okay. Well, morning time is typically work time. And so do I have, you know, holes in the day where I can fit something like that in. And so I think for me it would be doing some sort of self appraisal or self audit to figure out, where the gaps in your day are but with the caveat that as, as you mentioned self-care is so important we don't need to fill all of the gaps gaps are okay but certainly you would want to look for a gap to take something on versus trying to double book yourself okay
1: so that's a great point and so i guess i i think we're kind of getting to the end here and so um you know, what are we going to ask people to consider for, you know, till we meet again, so to speak?
0: Sure. Uh, well, I would say this to all of you in listener land. I, I, you know, our prompt this week uh, is is on the topics that we sort of talked about. I would say, how about give us a little bit of a self-audit? You know, what are the major phases or not phases? What are the major stakeholder groups that you are responsible to in your life? And talk about not so much where you have sort of mastered responsibility taking but what are those what are those stakeholder groups where you might be a little weak in taking responsibility and, and talk about maybe some strategies to to improve those areas that you're weak in you know i think that to me is 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 the the essence of the growth mindset is working to your strengths but understanding that weaknesses or or growth points can be worked on and so i would say that that would be our prompt is tell us a little bit about the the stakeholder groups that you could devote more responsibility taking energy to and how you could do that. And for those responses, remember, you can send them to our podcast email address, which is how you feeling at gmail.com all one word, how the letter you feeling podcast at gmail.com. And we can't wait to see those responses. Uh, hey, Jeff, if people want to hear more from you in the social media world, how can they follow you on Twitter?
1: Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at, at HaverlinJ. And how about yourself?
0: And they can find me on Twitter at KP Katani. We love interacting with our listeners. So feel free to come on. Uh, also, we'd love to encourage you to either favorite or follow or, or like, however the platforms allow uh, this podcast. Remember that it is available on both Spotify and the Anchor FM app. And so whether that's subscribing or follow or like, we would so be so honored if you would consider doing that. And then as a means of referral, pass that link on to a friend or a family member that you think might want to hear what we have to say. Certainly, uh, we're only two people in the world of emotional intelligence. But if you think our words might be able to help somebody else out, we would be honored if you would pass that episode link on to them. Uh, and we'd love to hear from them in the feedback, too.
1: And so actually, any, yeah, before go ahead. You, um, the one thing that you brought up there about sharing this link you know, this might give you a really good opportunity too to touch base with those people in your life that you aren't able to see right now, make sure that they're doing well. Um, you know, even if it's just hearing your voice or reaching out to somebody, everybody right now is needing a little bit of contact. And because we can't do it directly, um, it wouldn't hurt to just reach out and say hello. So um, just
0: something for you to think about. Super. I'm, I'm so for that. I was going to say that's a great you, you picked up where I where I dropped. So thank you. Uh, so for Dr. Jeff Haverland and myself, we thank you so, so much for tuning in on today's talk on responsibility taking, and we hope that you'll consider joining us next time on another episode of how you feeling. Thanks so much. Take care of yourself and take care of other people too. Thanks so much and have a great day.